Good, darlings. Lovely, lovely. So we are. Uh, I hope you're all ready to discuss the the revamp. Uh, um. I mean, uh, I mean, who are you? Even? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the uh, the marketing executive, you know, ready for for the whole revamp. What? Jane, did you did did you invite? Did not invite anyone. No. Okay, well, let's just try and get perfectly happy with the formula. Let's just try and get through this, I guess. Okay. Uh, so, what did you have in mind? Well, I think for, I mean we need to start top to bottom. Okay, so I was thinking maybe we'll start with uh the uh the the title. What about the title? Well, you know, it's not exactly marketing friendly. There's a lot of countries that you're just, you know, not going to be able to sell in as easily. So, you know, what if you just change the the whole the whole title? Right to to what? Well, you know, I mean, first of all, you have, I mean, obviously, we'll we'll start with the biggie. You know, uh, strangers. You know, you don't have to be strangers. You could be friends. Just just friends. You know, <laughs> friends who you know. People who you are familiar with and you have a familiarity. I mean, there's like 216 episodes now, you know? It's, yeah, uh, but that's, that's assuming a lot that every every listener is someone who's listened before. You know, we like to assume that, you know, we're welcoming the for, for potential new people. I mean, yeah, we've... we've all, it, it, the point is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if we don't know you personally. You, yeah. you, you're welcome here and, and we, we have a nice time together. Okay, but then, then there's the whole, uh, you know, pleasant, pleasant, good, pleasant friends. You could just be pleasant friends. I, I mean, I'm glad you don't want us to not be pleasant. Well, you know, it's very important, you know, for marketing to be approachable, and uh, you know, you've got that a bit nailed down. So, uh, okay, so the new title is the pleasant friends. I feel like there's at least one word you've uh, quietly not uh, removed and not addressed. I don't know what you mean. Anyway, uh, so uh, then skits. Skits are so last year, you know? I mean, but some silly voices, you're just doing at each other. There's just the two of you, and you sit here, and you'll do maybe three or four voices. I mean, sometimes more than that, even. Sometimes more than that, even. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, it's just, sometimes it gets a bit meta, you know? It's, it's just not a, not a good thing, you know? I mean, I, I have my thoughts as to what's not a good thing. What's not a good thing? The, the revamp executive. Yeah, I don't like the revamp executive. No. Uh, well, we've, we've just thought of a revamp that, that might be very beneficial to this meeting, actually. Exactly. Oh, you know, I'm well, I, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, you know, bounce some ideas, you know, get some uh, yeet! <laughs> that was an aggressive yeet. Wow, they're still going. They are still going. Looks like the marketing executive's blasting off again. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. Two queer trans women. D- d- we have a bit of a catch up about the media we've consumed in the week. And do silly voices and skits. Yeah. We talk about how we're queer and trans. Indeed. That, that's that's the thing what we do. And that welcoming to strangers. Indeed. If we don't have to be friends with everyone, you know, parasocial relationships and all that, you can have a nice time with strangers. You don't have to know each other. You can just just be pleasant with each other and yeah. treat everyone with respect, it's... apart from marketing executives. Exactly. I guess. Well, marketing executives can go into the sun. Mm-hmm. That's what that sort of ding <laughs> is when they like go blasting off again. It's yeah. them literally going into the sun. Absolutely. Burning up in the atmosphere. Bad. So what have you been playing this week? I've been playing well. Uh, shock of shocks. 
I started replaying Breath of the Wild. Yeah? How's that going? I... I, I suspect there may have been more to my, you know, I don't think I need to play this again for a while immediately after finishing it. Yeah. Than, than just, yes, I have explored the world and experienced the world and it was good and a thing. Yeah. And now I'm just like, God, it's so frustrating. <laughs> Especially at the beginning. It, I, I think that there's a couple of things that have made that a difficult game for me to go back to. Mm-hmm. One is... Because it is such a big journey where you you grow so much as a character, I always think of what that game feels like to play based on the late game experience. Yes. And to go back to the starting game experience and to go, oh god, I've fallen so far and I have so far to claw back up, feels like a lot. Mm-hmm. But the other thing for me has always been that like so much of that game's charm was the exploration of the unknown. Yeah. And like a lot of that is lost on replay. Yeah, but also I have a shit memory, so like Yay. The the things I found quite helpful for 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 um doing that are one one thing is something I didn't even learn and in fact actually both of these are things that I did not learn until I was mopping up the last few shrines hmm. in my original run through. And the first one is shrines tend to be quite close to roads a lot of the time. Yes. And I spent so much of my first run through just going, oh, I'm going that way. I'll just cr- 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 I'll, I'll warp to the nearest tower and then I'll cut across country. I mean, th- I barely touch the roads. The the shrines tend to be in places that they expect will be through points between common destinations, and that's why a lot of them end up near roads. But like, yeah, that's that can be a thing. The other thing is there is a, a shrine near every stables. Yes, there is. And there there were several in when I was going through in my mop up because it was like, I've done pretty much everything. There's like six or seven shrines I just cannot for the life of me find. Yeah. Like sometimes I know where they are on the map, but I cannot work out how to get to them. Yeah. And I feel like I've been everywhere. Um, mm. One of them being that one that's underneath a mountain. There's that oh, huge yes. cave under the mountain. Yes. Then, the, um, the one that's two halves of one puzzle, is it? Uh, no, no, no. That's the one that's split across oh, the yeah, two halves right, of the, yeah. the, the mountain. Yeah. In fact, that was the first set of dungeons I did in this. Okay. Uh, well, obviously, once I'd got off the, the great yeah, yeah. plateau. Um, yeah, I did those straight away. I was like, yeah, wow, I didn't even realise how close these were to, to my starting point. But I, I spotted them quickly and dealt with them. That is the thing I like about this game, that like, on a replay you can have such a different experience of, oh yeah, I didn't realise this was so near the start because this isn't the way I went when I played it before. Yeah, I mean, the, the things I have sort of remembered are, I'm sure there is a route out of Kakariko Village where I will find Hestu. Yep. Which I desperately wanted to do because I was already getting pissed off at the fact that I did not have enough space to carry more than yeah. a few weapons. Like, yeah. I don't mind the weapon durability in that game. I quite like yeah. the whole, hey, uh, you know, the, 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 try something new. Yeah. Every I, five minutes, try something new. I like it as long as I have enough space to have lots of things in my bag. So I've always got something to try. And a bit of variety. Because, yeah. like, you always want to have a torch. Yep. You always, always want to have, have a leaf. Uh, a sledgehammer. A sledgehammer for rocks. Yeah. And those things are just used for for the specific tasks that they're for. Yeah. 
Like I mean, I quite like sledgehammers for combat. I like the the I, charged I, up spin attack. I do, I do, I love them for that. But also, I would rather always have a rock hammer when I oh, need one. Yeah, that I, I, if I can have two sledgehammers and one. Oh for yeah, combat if I've got a spare. Rocks, if I've got a yeah. spare, absolutely. Like <laughs> one's definitely getting used. But at the at the beginning of the game, if you're yeah. like you've got so little weapon space, and to go three of these are already taken up with default things that I need. Yeah. Um, then there's the fact that you seem to be able to carry carry less bows than anything else. Yes. And the fact that you don't even really get that many arrows to start with. Yep. Like, a lot of my arrows have been retrieved from just kiting an enemy yeah. around. I, I, I must say, I genuinely love that as a thing, though. I'm so glad that's oh, yeah, a thing yeah. you can do. It feels love so satisfying. Like, yeah, just kite an enemy around, get them to shoot all their arrows at you and just pick them all out of the ground. Yeah. Cool, thanks. Um, I've I've had some fun with that. I've been picking up side quests. Weirdly, like, the, the first hat I picked up in the game was Tingle's hat. <laughs> so for the longest time, I was wandering around in the, the like, the tattered shirt, the tattered trousers <laughs> and the Tingle hat. Yay! <laughs> Which was just a weird little experience. Um, wow. Yeah, I've, I've done, like, 20... 22 I think of the, the dungeons already so I'm like what like a sixth of the way through the game <laughs> um, I'm not really sure which beast to go for to start with I think the first time I went with the uh, elephant because I sort of just listed yeah. to the right from the starting position uh, my if I was to think about like right now what would be the one I'd go for first I feel like the bird one because being able to shoot yourself up in the air is really helpful for if you're halfway up a mountain and it's about to start raining and you yeah. need a way to get up things in the rain. It and can the, be a real frustration remover. Yeah. And there's a few dungeons that it would help to just be able to get into that much easier. Yeah. Like, um, one of the early ones I found was the one that is covered in... Um, just covered in thorns. Yes. And the one shortly after that was the don't touch the flowers one. It gets you around a lot of progression blockers and it's a good way of getting around some stamina uh, progression blocks Yeah. early on. Yeah, but like I took one heart and I've start, been pumping the rest slowly into stamina. Yeah. I'm going to get two wheels and then I'm going to start going for health so that I can start heading to uh, yeah. the Lost Woods. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, to, to get the Master Sword, and I guess I can, in theory, start straight away doing the Master Charge-Up things, because I don't mm. think you need to have completed much of the game beyond get the Master Sword to do it. Because I, I, I did it yeah. like... Uh, I got all that DLC stuff after yeah. the main game, so... I, I was the same, so I've not tried to do any of that stuff mid-story at all. I don't know if that is doable. The only thing I haven't found from my first playthrough is the um the Nintendo shirt which is weird because I never found the Nintendo shirt on the first playthrough either. Yeah. Uh the Nintendo shirt I think is in a chest. You know the very first um I know the first 3 dungeons each have yeah. like uh an EX chest excellent. Yeah, I thought it was in what the one near the very first shrine that you're taken over to. I, there I was a chest in the water there. I think I probably need to go back to that area. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe I didn't have the Magnesis rune when I mm. needed it, and consequently just didn't. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of enjoying it so far. I've made the effort to be like, I'm going to travel on the roads more. I'm going to bother taming horses. You play it a little differently to how you did before. A, a little bit more efficiently, I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to, like... 
I'm going to scale that mountain because I want to go straight that way. And go, no, I'm going to look at my map. There's a road. Oh, I've passed some horses. I'm going to tame a horse. Both can be fun in different ways. They can, but I feel like a lot of my frustration in the mid-game of, of my first playthrough yeah. was because I was stubbornly going, I want to see what is over that hill. There might be something yeah. else. And it's like, there is something else, and it would probably be easier to get there another way. Like, even um, the... The huge mountain with the dragon corpse on the top is like, there is a path up it. Yeah. There is a sensible path to get up there. And I definitely, the first couple of times I tried to climb it, went up the like <laughs> the sheerest possible side of it as doggedly as possible. Just like, eat the stamina yeah, meal. I like that you can do that. That you can I love stubbornly you... brute force. I absolutely love that you can. And like, even now, there are still... <laughs> do... I mean, you must get... I think everyone gets this for Breath of the Wild. Like, you'll do a puzzle and you'll just go, pretty sure that's not what they had in mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My favourite one of those still is, you know, the sort of marble rolling maze shrine? where you're oh, turning to, it upside down. Uh, you can turn it upside down or you can just sort of uh, sharply tilt the board at a 45 degree angle as the ball falls mm -hmm. and just sort of bounce the ball off, like, to the side away from the puzzle. Yep. Like, oh. I, I love it that it's consistent enough to do that, but sometimes, like, maybe I'll do the actual intention now. My, my very favourite one of those was there's a mission where I think the design is such that you're supposed to swing the heavy spiked balls <laughs> yes. and, and move through them carefully. And I was like, why don't I just wind them <gasps> over the top of... I remember you doing this! Wind them over the top so of the thing. The, the chain's too short. short for them to get you! Yeah. I was oh, like, that's brilliant. I, I love that that works. I've never been... That's I've definitely never, not the intention I've never been game. aware of another person doing that and it brought me <laughs> such joy. Um, yeah, just like, there's definitely not what you had in mind, but you've created a, a, a logically consistent system for the most part. Yeah. Like, Zelda is... Zelda Breath of the Wild is one of the few games that has physics so at its core that I haven't constantly, or at least reasonably regularly, found something that's just pinged off in a way it really shouldn't. Yeah. Like, things ping off, and usually because you've used magnesi uh, um, <laughs> the stasis rune, yeah. and then, like, bashed it a bunch in a particular way, and then, like, jumped on top of it and shield surfed and, like, bomb yeah. surfed. Like, but that's not, like, Bethesda shit where things just ping off into the sky. Exactly. Um, so well well done. Because I know there are problems with that physics I... system. People have pointed them out in I... very extensive <sighs> videos, but of all the ones I've played with, like even yeah. Half-Life 2 I... pings. I am so impressed to this day that they managed to make an open world of that size and scale with that consistent of a physics system with mm. that many ways to break it and that it's not more of a falling apart piece of shit game than it is. Yeah. Like, it feels like the kind of game that you should constantly be accidentally you did a thing and it threw you off the map. The fact that we've had a decade of fucking Skyrim releases and yeah. that engine has never got any better. Yeah. Um, apart from graphically. Like, it, it. I think that says a lot about... Um, Nintendo's ethos, and I really hope they didn't crunch their developers to make that happen. I really hope that game got delayed enough times that I have hope that wasn't the case. Yeah, but like that, I I think they did a really good job with it, and and for all my gripes, I am enjoying it. Yay! Um, it's been nice to sort of have that as a little thing, and also like the fact that 
knowing that for the majority the dungeons are so short that you can just go, eh, I've got ten minutes, I'm going to do yeah. a dungeon. Um, and like, especially when I I spend a lot of time having to listen to something mm. and not needing my hands for anything else, just like, I'm just going to play some time. Yay! And um, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. What have you played? I've been playing a bunch of stuff because it's been E3 week and we'll sort of get into that in a minute. Uh, but there's been a bunch of game demos available on Steam, um, either from like stuff that was announced during conferences or also because Steam Next Fest has kicked off, which is oh yes, uh, just after E3, Steam is like, hey, here's a bunch of demos that we also have prepared for you for a lot of indie games. Um... I've not had a huge amount of time to start playing things, but I've tried demos for like five different games today, so mm -hmm. I thought maybe I'll talk about some of those. Um, first one that I've been playing that seems really promising is for a music rhythm game called Melatonin. Um, it's got a best the sleepy one, right? Uh, yeah, that's the one that makes you sleepy. Um, so it's got a beautiful pastel um, 2D animated art style to it. It's like gorgeously high frame rate animation. Mm -hmm. Um and it seems to be set in the dreams of just a guy who's fallen asleep on the sofa. Um, and each of the little music rhythm minigames is themed around a different thing that presumably happened during his day that he's having dreams about. So uh, there's one where it's food is being thrown at you in varying patterns and you're trying to catch it in your mouth and eat it as it gets to your mouth. Mm -hmm. There's one where items are being put out on a shop and you're swiping a credit card in time with like how the items were put out on the shelf. Okay. Um, and there's one where you're sort of hopping between apps um, and depending on sort of how you're jumping, like how the character's jumping across these various phones, you sort of go in time with that. Okay. Um, each of them has like a little tutorial where it teaches you like the handful of little um, visual cues that will clue you into what kind of rhythm you're about to do. Mm. So like for the food one, for example, um, there's a flying pizza box in the tutorial and it's like, okay, if it's like, does like some small hops towards you, it's about to do a quick fire and like on the very next beat, you've got to be ready to eat it. If it fires up in a parabola, you'll finish the, the, the like, one, two, three, four, and get it on the one. Uh, and there'll be usually, like, two or three different things, and it's like, these are your visual cues, the rhythm will stay the same, but this is, like, where in the rhythm the food will get to you. Mm. Go in time with it. Um, it is a fun, amusing, like, it is pretty funny, it is very, like, lovingly made. It is a very pristine demo, this. It's... Mm. The kind of demo where I'm like, yeah, you've got something really good on your hands here, huh? Um, I had to tweak around a little bit with the um, with the uh, timing offset, which is sometimes a thing with music rhythm games, depending on what platform you're playing on. Mm -hmm. uh, but once I had that set, absolutely worth a go. Um, it is it is one of the like more high quality demos I've played out of uh, out of E3 week, and it's like there's a decent amount of game in here to get a proper try of. So yeah, if you like your sort of um, elite beat agents style music rhythm games that are slightly silly scenarios happening on screen while you do a music rhythm. Mm -hmm. This seems like a really neat one of those that's very much worth keeping an eye on. Uh, have you played anything else? Um, well, we played we played some boarded games. We played some monsters on board. We did, yeah. yeah which I played solo previously and, and 
we had a go through together. What, tell tell everyone what you thought. Yeah, that. so this I've, I've kind of made my feelings known. Yeah, so this is the one about um drafting drafting dice of varying kinds yeah. and trying to fill out your board in ways that will score you points later on where you move trying your little. To... Basically, draft dice yeah. in order to trigger certain powers to move your uh, grunts through the various villages, yeah. uh, to move your um, minions around in order yeah. to take up space and make it more efficient uh, as, yeah. a, as an engine, it... and you're generating spook yeah. juice. It, it, it took me a second to get my head around what I needed to be doing, mm-hmm. but like it is, I really enjoy it. Mm. Um, I think that you you have more than enough information about your long term goals for your specific player up front yeah. that it means that you have all the information you need to effectively draft from the start, mm-hmm. and you have enough tools to course correct with should you need to to get back on track if you've had to put something in a suboptimal place. Yeah. I think that there is like a lot of tools to early on make a plan. And on an individual turn, not have to do too many choices about how to get there. Mm. Um, it's not an overwhelming game by any means, despite the fact that you sort of need to be working towards the end of the game right from the start. But yes. your steps are very clearly laid out along that that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think this is a really neat game. Yeah, it's it's it's. For the most part, it's very nicely made. It's a shame it doesn't all fit in the box properly, but I think. The the game itself is is plenty of fun. I would like to try it and play a high up player counts, but um, yeah. I yeah. I agree. I think some there are certain uh, bits of that game where it's like, yeah, that's balanced for more than two people. Like in two player, you can very effectively uh, pick something from your car when you're drafting, uh, and know that there's a good chance that something else you need in there might make it back to you. Yeah. still in a way that you probably can't in higher player counts. Uh, I, I'm curious to play more of it. It it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had a quick game of Spook Manor, which is the other game that came as part of our Kickstarter. Yeah. What did you think of that? Uh, yeah, so this is the one where you're like building rooms and trying to place party guests into the various rooms of varying colours. Yep. Very short, very simple game. Um, like a half hour, including yeah. the teach. At, yeah, at most, I think. Um, yeah, it is. it is a simple, quick, easy teach. Um, not an overwhelming scope, and you've got a nice small amount of... Uh, it's not an overwhelming amount of things to choose from at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like a game where it's hard to mess up too badly and go too far off the correct, a good path. Yeah. Um, yeah, another, another really fun little one. Both of those are like nice little games, those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else have you played? Uh... I played a demo for a game called Angerfoot. Okay. Uh, this is a game from Devolver. If you if you watch the Devolver conference, this is the one where they were kicking a bunch of things, kicking doors down, kicking enemies. Yes. Um, it is a first person game where you run through environments. Uh, it feels like super hot if it was without the slow motion, in that mm, you you will die in one hit. Most things will die in one hit to your f- your kick if you can get close enough to do a kick. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get guns; they are weaker than your kick, so you can you can damage someone at a distance, but it's going to take more multiple shots. You might as well just get in there and kick them. Um, it is a fun game conceptually. The problem mm-hmm. is that it is a very difficult game that I am not competent enough to play. 
Um, it is a fun, silly little idea that has no checkpointing mid-levels and everything oh, no. will kill you in one hit and you are supposed to be melee kicking things because that's what does the most damage and that puts you in range of getting one hit killed. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not a talented enough video game player to... I know that this won't be a game for me. I had fun with the demo and went, this is a fun, silly idea. I'm never going to buy this game. Yeah. I would have a bad time. I, I looked at this and thought, oh, it's 3D Pedro. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and having played through uh, my friend Pedro, um, I know that I don't have the skills, the Twitch skills, to play it in the way that it looks as good that good in the trailer. Yes. I would love to watch like high-level gameplay of this oh, game. Yeah. I don't want to play this game. Yeah, because I, I know I'm just going to be disappointed by the clumsiness of my own fingers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it it is there and and it looks interesting and pretty and I I hope I get to enjoy watching someone else do it. No carrion too. Come on, Devolver. <laughs> I gotta give them time. There's a carrion out in the whole wide world now. It takes time to develop the whole world as a place to murder things. I guess so. <laughs> uh, what uh, what else has been played? Uh, I played a demo for a game called Agent Sixty Four: Spies Never Die. Spies Never Die. Yeah, it's very clearly Nintendo Sixty Four era Goldeneye. Uh, first person shooter but Ooh. with dual analog stick to play a little smoother okay um it is an incredibly good faithful recreation of like feeling like goldeneye but new game right um it plays really well it 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 looks how you remember goldeneye looking rather than how goldeneye actually looked oh, okay it's one of those um the big problem I have with it is that the game, ha or at least the level in the demo, has nothing in the way of checkpointing. Oh dear. Um, I got killed in the last room and got thrown right back to the start of the level and was like, I know this is somewhat faithful to what you are basing this on, but also... I don't have time. I don't have time in my life for a game no. where I can play, where I can lose 12-15 minutes of of time I'm not 16 on a anymore. death I don't have that much time in my life yeah yeah and like I might I might come back and try it again at some point but like it losing that far into the level and getting thrown back to the start of the level was just it didn't leave a good taste in my mouth mm. not not a good first impression which is a shame because otherwise it's a it makes a really good first impression that game mm. uh are you playing anything else Oh, I played some Space Lines from the Far Out, which is available on Game Pass. What what is this? Uh imagine Overcooked, but you are trying to run a passenger liner through space. Uh-huh. It is also a roguelike and uh an upgrade based game. Okay. So you are given four hundred space bucks and you buy your first vessel. Yeah. You can choose the paint job, that's free. You can choose the logo. You can change the name of the company. Uh, well, you can't change the name of the company. You can just hit random generate. <laughs> and yeah. I think I ended up with like transgalactic starways or something. It had trans in it. Go. That's basically my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had little pink and blue uniforms. I was like, yeah, it's gonna be good. And like the tutorials, really thorough. It's like, okay, here are some things that will happen. Like. If you lose all the gravity, you're going to go and need to repair this thing. And you do that by picking this up and going here and doing this. 
this is uh, you've got like a um a certain amount of systems yeah. that you can power at a time. It's like, okay, cool. I can power the food generation things or I can power up the toilet so that people mm. can use it. Considering I bought a vessel specifically that would have a built-in toilet, <laughs> the fact that I hadn't realised for most of my first flight that it wasn't powered so no one could use it. <laughs> uh, it didn't seem to particularly be a problem, but I guess if someone had started being like, I need the loo. He'd have been. It would have been a bit of. A you'd problem. have been in in a bit of shit. I would have been in a bit of shit. Um, so <laughs> you've got to like feed people, uh, which involve is just a two step process of get thing off cart, put thing on yeah. on grill, give them the food. Mm-hmm. It's not not a big problem. Then you've got stuff like, oh, uh, you might want to jump on the navigation system mm. to see slightly far ahead of what of where you are. Ping anything that's a question mark. Yeah, is that. Uh, a fuel stop is that a public toilet or is that asteroids coming towards you mm. and then like you've got customers going I'm bored dance for me because <laughs> I don't have any other form of entertainment so it's like dance 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 are you happy now cool I'm going to just swerve out the way of that asteroid I'll be back <laughs> in a sec um, oh. it's like oh no I turned off the, the steering controls because <laughs> I needed something else working I thought of another joke about the toilet not being powered. Come on. If, if they needed to use the toilet, they'd have been shit out of luck. Ah, yeah. Yay, that I did would have it. pissed them off. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I, I got to a point where it's just like, yeah, this needs to be played in multiplayer. This needs to be a fun multiplayer. Like, you can play it solo, but it needs to be, like, a fun, chaotic, oh my god, we've got so many passengers oh, and we need to dance I, for them and feed them. I'm up for playing some with you at oh, some I point. Oh, I immediately delete. Ah, okay. <laughs> if, well. If, if you want to play again, I will... I mean, I can if you would like to play in a multiplayer, I'm up for it, but if you have no interest in returning to it, no worries. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. I got to a point where I was just like, mm, it's fine. That's fine. I, it doesn't sound like a thing I need to play. No, um... Plus, we haven't played an awful lot of Overcooked. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's when I ended up picking up the Switch after all this time. Yeah. <laughs> Went looking for that sale item that's not in that sale. <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you played anything else? So, other demos I've played, there's a couple more that, that were worth talking about. Um, there have been demos for this floating around for a while, but I played a demo for a game called Spirit Swap. Uh, this is... Cute pastel aesthetic um, witches doing a match three game to chill lo-fi beats to study to. Okay. There is a narrative plot going on. You are a witch. There is these little spirit things. They're not supposed to be in the city, but they've made it into the into the city walls. That's mysterious. What's going on there? Uh, do match three to 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 pair the spirits so that they'll go away. Um, but also you're doing sort of match three battles with other people. But it's all to chill lo-fi beats to study to, and it's all very, like, colourful and visually nice, and it's got a good level of diversity to the character designs. The characters are well-written, and their sort of interactions feel very... um, These feel like characters with chemistry, which is always really nice in something like this. Um... Mechanically, it's a match three game. There's nothing particularly surprising here. It's match three. Um, you can sometimes make a gr- a set of four in a square and use that to build up a meter to wipe some like the top half of the screen off. Mm. So like, there are some special me- special attacks and things you can do. But generally, 
it's a match three with a cute story about some queer energy witches, and I like a good match three. I'm I'm enjoying the characterization. Not a thing I ever thought I'd be going to a match three for, yeah. but it's a fun, cute little match three that I'm I'm excited to see fully release. Uh-huh. Uh, are you playing anything else? No, that's everything. Uh, last one I played uh, that seemed really interesting, and it's got like a very lengthy demo so you can get a good feel for it is mm-hmm. a game called Lost in Play um, and the three games that jump to mind as comp- uh, not games the three pieces of media that jump to mind as comparison points are Hilda Gravity Falls and Over the Garden Wall That's and uh, I, I, I want to sort of upfront where what I what things I'm making comparisons on so okay. um, this is a point and click adventure game uh, but a fairly simple, a mechanically simple one that is told um, with no actual words. There's no written or spoken words. It is gibberish language and like visual pro- prompts where like a speech bubble will come up and like a picture of what you're looking for will okay. come up and there'll be some intonation of the gibberish. Like yeah, a little simlish with intonation as you go on this sort of adventure. And you play a brother and sister pair who have a very sort of Dipper and Mabel from Gravity Falls sort of energy to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem to have stumbled accidentally into this slightly spooky, sinister other world that has this little Gravity Falls you've accidentally gone... Uh, uh, this over-the-garden-wall, you've gone over-the-garden-wall aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the creatures you encounter are very much like the kind of um, creatures you would meet in Hilda. Okay. Like... There's there's the the gnomes reminded me very much of um yes. of Hilda. Uh, there was some there was some f- some frogs with little hats on that reminded oh. me of something that would be in Hilda, and you just have this wordless little point and click adventure going on. Um, I like that any time that there are items that need combining, mm-hmm. um, if you have all of the components in your inventory, they will auto combine for you, um. And if you are trying to solve a puzzle and it needs multiple things combined, you will be shown a little silhouette of all of the things that you need so that you can go find those individual things and they'll combine and then use it as a single item to solve that problem, which is really nice. Um, It has some gorgeously fluid 2D animation. Um, It is visually gorgeous. It seems like very child-friendly, light-hearted very little in the way of language barrier. It's it's just a very wholesome, heartwarming time. Um, it even at part points where like there was a point toward the end of the demo where I was occasionally a little bit stuck trying to work out what to do, but all of the uh, you're always in like a very limited amount of space where all of the solutions you need are in that limited amount of space. So like mm. the biggest area I had in the demo was a three screen area where I had a series of problems to fix and a series of things I could get a hold of to fix those problems. Mm. And I knew that the problems and solutions were all going to be on these three screens. Like, it wasn't like I was going to have to backtrack all the way back to the start of the game to find something I'd missed. You get all of the... You have access to a certain amount of space. You get everything. You use everything. You move on. And it's really charming and really sweet. And I'm very, very enamored with it um i think you would find it very cute yeah um i think it's worth you checking out the demo for um i don't know where it goes from here but like it was drawing on all the right comparisons that like i was feeling very optimistic about it yeah 
Uh, I think that's most of what I've played this week. Well, uh, time for this. Are you thinking about it? Stop. Before you make a decision you'll regret, listen to this vaguely worded advertisement. We've chosen many stock videos of people looking shocked or sitting holding letters and crying. Have you noticed how low the colour saturation is? Or that there's a blue filter over everything? Are you frightened yet? Our research shows that 7% of you are now in a very suggestible state. What if we suggest that there's some group who don't want you to know about what we're about to tell you? Allow us to introduce product. See how we've turned up the saturation now? We only have pictures of people smiling and hugging surrounded by friends and family. That person could be your grandmother, or your friend from Bingo, or maybe even you. Don't you want to feel safe and surrounded by loved ones and kindness? Only product can give that to you. Here's a quick flashback to the lonely grey scenes of the elderly to show you what happens to those who fail to buy product. Prove that you're better than them or be left behind to rot with product. To advertise your product, buy our services today. Failure to buy our services will leave you like this. See how executives are having their nice things repossessed and how a stereotypical communist is putting up partition walls in their mansion and turning it into housing for the homeless. You don't want that. You better buy our service. Do it now or lose everything to the communists. Oh, right. I just need to uh, pick up some thumbtacks and some taffy and a, uh, a hot glue gun. Oh, well, we'll just we'll just uh, pop in pop in over there then. Yeah, we'll just pop in the bodega. Oh. Oh, there's a little kitty. kitty. There's kitty. Oh. so many kitties. Oh, oh. There's, look, there's one on the ATM. Uh, oh, there's one one in that. Oh, and one in that box as well. Oh, there's a, look at the little one just peering out of the little crisp box. Oh, there's one over the. Oh, there's one on the counter. Oh, hello, hello, a little business friend. Is this your little independently run business? Oh, where's the owner? Um, actually, we're a commemorative. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Oh, I put so many E3 press conferences into my eyes. That's that's. I, I watched other things, but I watched... E3 isn't real, it can't hurt you. It's, it's, E3 isn't even a thing this year, and it still was a thing this year. Uh, I think that you real hard, you deserve better. Um, uh, here, is, here is what I remember from the week of video games um, just sort of crashing over my psyche. Um, Wholesome Direct was great. I wish-listed or downloaded demos for, like, 90% of the games in it. It had a real good, like, success rate of everything in here looks like my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, Guerrilla Collective had some pretty good games to show off. Did not like that they opened with a really performative uh, anti-mask vibe uh, skit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where they came on with masks and made a whole show of, I think it's time we take these off. Isn't this so much better? It was, like weirdly performative and like kind of uh black voices in gaming uh once again really really enjoyable like they had some really lovely interviews in there it's a shame about some of the tech issues that went on but oh. like there were some really neat games shown off in there um always worth worth checking out mm-hmm. um IGN's uh E3 stream was had two major sponsors a gamer credit card that gives you achievements for spending money, which seems like a recipe for fucking poor spending decisions. Yep. And the US Army. 
So every time there was a US Army sponsor on, um, I just muted the stream and we I played a fun game with Twitch chat, which was, what's your favourite US Army war crime? Mm -hmm. uh, so that was fun. Um, Capcom had a stream. There's third person mode for Resident Evil Village, um, which is great for me and my motion sickness. There's oh. going to be some story DLC for that, which will be in third person as well. Will it have the original tank controls? I'm very curious. <laughs> um, I really um, there's some some lack of clarity as to whether the third person mode is only coming to a new version of the game being sold or some DLC, or if everyone's getting third person mode, which I really hope everyone is because it's an accessibility feature for people who struggle with first person motion sickness. Hmm. Um, Microsoft's conference, um, uh, Shovel Knight sings uh, Silk Song is still alive. We still don't know when it's coming, other than in the next twelve months. Were people not sure if that was alive? Uh, it hasn't been shown in any trailer or any announcement or anything in over a year. Okay. It's It's been just sort of off the radar for, I think, about 18 months. Um, so that got a trailer. It still exists. It still doesn't have a release date. Um, the Persona series is coming to, to Xbox, which people have been asking for for ages, but... Um, Main thing that's nice about that is is it's the Royale version rather than the base version because I'd assumed for a while that like if it eventually got ported off PlayStation it was going to be the inferior version. Yeah. Um, Kojima's working on a thing. He didn't say in the presentation what it was, but it leaked a few like a week in advance. So we know he's working on a horror game that's basically him trying to make PT without the PT license. Okay. Uh, for for Xbox, so that'll be that'll be fun. Um. Oh, I'm sure there were other conferences I watched and just my brain has... I mean, we talked about Devolver already. Oh yeah, Devolver. Um, one, of the, one of the better uh, ones they've done in terms of like the skit being good and funny again. Yes, it was definitely more engaging than last year's one. Last year's one was clever yeah. from a cinematography point of view, but this year was like... Okay, we've captured yeah. some of that like madcap yeah. silliness and so, going on a wild yeah. adventure. Some someone last year did a very impressive technical job, and there was a good joke at the end, but it didn't really land until the end. Whereas this was like one consistent good idea the whole way through, mm -hmm. and it was pretty short. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, keep it short and snappy. Don't overstay your welcome. Um. There were some fun games in there. I've downloaded a demo for Cult of the Lamb, uh, which I want to try, which is that, uh, yeah, that yeah the fun. Lamb Cult one. Uh, yeah. The way that trailer was put together was just beautiful. That, oh, wonderful. Like, like showing, showing the, was it a goat friend? Just yeah. through, the, through the area and like, like, hey friends, we're just digging a hole, wave. <laughs> and as soon as they walk past, just throwing a body in the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Pfft. As ever, E3 has become just a bloated, of a bloated amorphous miasma of uh, so many events that don't need to be separate events, all just sort of happening. Oh, the PC gaming show. We had to deal with the Deadly <sighs> Premonition 2 thing. Oh, God, yeah. I, I'm less said about that, the better. Um, P PC gamer show, uh, it was two hours. It was 30 minutes longer than last year. It wasn't the worst PC gamer show they've ever done by any stretch of the imagination. They only did like three or four of those pace-killing uh, developer interviews. It was still... It was fine until every time they stopped to do an interview and it was like, oh god, I feel my soul leaving my body for a minute here. Okay, we got trailers again, cool. Um, 
That's that's E3. That's E3. Mm-hmm. What are you watched this week? Well, we watched the first episode of Ms. Marvel. Yes, we did. So this is the new series loosely based on on the comic book series yeah. about a Pakistani Muslim who lives in Jersey and is basically the squirrel girl of Jersey. Yeah. Uh, she has powers kind of based on... They've, they've kind of adapted her comic power. Yeah, so bit. rather than being stretchy, as she is in the comics, yeah. she uh, seems to have be, be able to sort of make things out of crystal project sort of crystal hologrammy large body parts yeah so she like stretched her hand out and and did, did a catch of someone yeah. but uh but then it all sort of dissolved into gemstones that then vanished yes. that is cheaper to animate than a realistic looking my hand stretched and became big and now I'm wielding a large hand that looks connected to me i think that i mean i think that would always have looked cartoony and i think that would have been fine I mean, but I, maybe, uh, maybe I, in tests it just didn't look. I right. I really feel like they they went with this because they didn't think with the budget they had they were gonna be able to make that look good. Like that's the gut feeling I have. Yeah, maybe they've just got like a particle engine for generating all the crystal things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was funny. There was the scene where somebody got hit with a giant hammer, and we both just sat there going, "Oh no, <laughs> she's gonna get saved." <laughs> It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, that whole scene's kind oh. of funny. Um, Whoever directed like art art directed this episode, oh, yeah. get them on like some feature films for Marvel because they had like a great sense of visual storytelling. Like, there's a scene where the uh, Bruno and and um, Kamala are having a, a text conversation, oh. and bits of it are sort of popping up in the I environment, like. like because and and as someone pointed out, it's like when you are you are yeah. texting someone while walking down the street. You're focusing kind of on two things at once, and maybe those things kind of bleed together. I've seen pieces of media try and do that before, but never as seamlessly as this, where, like, the response will be in shock for for a second or two before I go, oh, there it is! And I feel like um, Scott Pilgrim even fell into the whole, like, just showing the text on screen thing. Yeah. And this was more like... Respond with an emoji. Oh, that! But that emoji is actually just like a um, like a neon oh. sign in the background. Yeah, that's it's... doing a winky face. And then we had the outro, which was uh, the Jersey uh, graffiti murals. But um, it was all artwork from the comic books. Yeah. So it had all that vibrancy. There's so much color in this show. Like the yes. color palette for this show is just beautiful, oh. and the soundtrack's so good as well. Yes. And it's funny. It's got a bunch of heart, and it's funny, and the characters are well written, and it's a. It feels alive yeah. in a way that a. Ah, uh, this is night and day when you compare it to like, oh yeah, the MCU TV shows also included Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, like these don't fucking compare. These are in different leagues. I mean, I think that these are the sort of Marvel things that I enjoy the most, like the irreverent. A reverence of Deadpool while also being full of heart. Yeah. The squirrel girl just getting out of anything just by, like, kindly and empathetically yeah. having a chat with somebody, even if that person is here to literally eat your yeah. world. And and then you've got Kamala, who is just like, I want to respect my parents, but also I am a woman who is of a certain age yeah. and I want to have a bit of independence while also respecting... 
like myself and my culture and and my religious beliefs. I must say, it's really nice that we've had two good examples this year uh, alone of like major properties doing stories about um, the US and Canada growing up um, with uh, parents who have like their own set of uh, controlling beliefs that are based in mm-hmm. in um, in ethnic background and giving that those stories space to be told. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm I'm glad that we're we're seeing some of those happen. Yeah. I've seen white people stories yeah. for my entire life. Exactly. Let me learn tell, about other people. Yeah. Tell me what other people's family experiences are like, and yeah. show me their struggles that are different from mine. Yeah. I'm sorry, you mentioned Canada. All I can think of now is my neighbour Toronto. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh-huh. Possible names for turning red. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like uh, as you say, like and and. Mm, fucking nerds on the internet will be very like oh, I don't I, I can't relate to this at all. Fuck you! I want some things I can't relate to so that I can yeah. just maybe, maybe learn about yeah, some other maybe, people. Maybe when I've learned about someone else's experience, I will then be able to relate to it because I'll have seen comparison things. Maybe not even personally relate to it, but yeah. just go, hey, it's that thing. I recognize. I have that a reference thing. point for understanding and yeah. experience. Yeah, um, and it's just. Funny and full of heart, and those are the the Marvel stories I enjoy the most. Also, um, the providing of food to a friend who had barely been in the house a few (laughs) seconds um, is so much more hilarious than I bet it was. Like when they wrote and recorded that scene, they couldn't have known how hilarious it would be the week it aired. Yeah, because we've just had the whole Um, in Sweden they don't feed you things. Yeah, you you will just sit alone in a room while they go have dinner and here it's like, oh, you you literally walked in the house, here's six tubs of food before you leave. Here's six tubs of food that couldn't possibly have just been knocked up in the last 30 seconds. (laughs) It's like there was so much food. And I bet it was all delicious as well. This Marvel's real good. Yeah, really enjoying it. Looking forward to more of that. Yeah. Don't give Disney money. Exactly. If Disney learns to be more responsible, I will have no problem going. There's a bunch of really good shows, but for now, yeah, steal their shit. Um, uh, apparently, reportedly, that, that for the first time ever, they have they have actually put a, enough of a gay in an upcoming film that it's been banned in like twenty countries. Fourteen countries, Buzz Lightyear. Fourteen, yeah, because of a gay kiss. I knew it was a reasonably decent number, but like. I'm like, okay, that's that's something. You could have done this much sooner, but I that, saw this something. right before we came up because one of our yeah. friends was commenting on a public thread about the fact yeah. that this had been banned, and they were just like, "Hey, I'm queer as fuck, and I grew up watching straight people kissing all the time. And I'm still queer as I'm fuck. Still queer oh. as fuck. Don't assume just because someone saw and kissed that was not like their parents doing." That they are going to suddenly be something different. But they will know that's an option. Exactly. The number of small children you hear just going, that's an option. That's that's the thing. Yeah. There are different sorts of people in the world. Yeah. And that's good. That is good. Except Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Yeah. Let's let's have let's have let's have more people of color. Let's have more queer stories. Let's have more. Let's have just for we've for we've had hundreds of years of white people stories. Can I just hear some not white people stories for for twenty it, years or so, and then we'll just swap back and forth. How's that? Do you feel better? We'll you integrate it better. We're not gonna swap back. We're not gonna swap back. <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> We're gonna tell all the the the. 
black intersex stories for we're gonna, tell, we're gonna tell all of the diverse stories you don't get to have the the, 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 the bland stories anymore yeah. they're done we made no, no made more unseasoned stories <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i grew up watching them yeah. and i'm 42 years old and why am i only now hearing you know like uh, muslim people on on my timeline going this show is for me Yay. i see myself Good! I'm so glad. I'm sorry it took this long for everyone to catch up, but I am fascinated too. Thank Yay. you for making this, people who made this, but also fuck Disney. Indeed. Uh, what else have you watched? We watched a thing together. Uh, we watched uh, Love, Death and Robots Season 3. Yeah, we did. Uh, it felt like there were a smaller number of short films in this season. But maybe it's just it's been a while See, I've blended the first two seasons together. I yeah, I'm also confused about that because this felt like the right amount of series. Yeah. Uh but also I still keep thinking I haven't seen series two. I we definitely did. Okay. Well I'm... then we watched them all at once and I have no clue. Maybe we'll I'll double check what the season two episode descri- descriptions are. I'm yeah, pretty sure we did. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, season season three was was really interesting. Yes, um, some amazing. There were a couple of those like really photorealistic ones where I was struggling for at least a few scenes. Going, is this animated? Yeah. There's... It was usually until I saw a human face. Yeah, I there there are some that like I think leaned into that really well. Like there's the one with the bunch of knights at the river. Yes, where the uh, all of the like scenery was perfect. Yeah. A recreation of real world appearance, mm. and while the character models were somewhat uh, uncanny, um, they lent into that with it being a story that focused really heavily on beautiful but uncanny movement yes. being a a point of sort of unsettling beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, that story in particular, oh, I yeah. I didn't clock onto one narrative uh, thread until you pointed it out to me, and then. I yeah, because I'm sort of went, going, oh, this is really fascinating, and blah, 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 and you just went, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, and I, it took us, like, two minutes to even work out why you were having the problem you were with Yes, her. and I realise it's completely obvious, but also, like, sometimes artsy films are artsy in a way that, like, I just assumed it was doing an artsy thing. And also, like, if you hadn't been looking at the screen... At exact certain moments, I mean, you might not have clocked. I I think that was thing. we were watching that one over breakfast, and I might have looked away to my plate and just missed the one moment where that was made clear. But uh, that one was really good. It it was beautiful and unsettling mm. in equal measure. Yeah, and it lent into the uncanny really effectively. Yeah. Uh, any any ones in particular you want to? Um, the first one I did not expect to laugh so hard at the downfall of humanity as I did at the first yeah. one. Yeah, uh, that's uh, the three robots who we saw in the first episode of the first season. Yeah, um, I just love that whole vibe of those three yeah. just being just like doing a tourist tour of the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> they thought they were going to survive. Yeah, I I think in particular the billionaire. <laughs> Island in the ocean, the billionaire um, oil rig island, yeah. the uh, the preppers say for people who were prepared, they were the, for calling themselves preppers. They weren't very prepared, were they? <laughs> um, the, the, the survivalists, they aren't very alive. The uh, the AI hologram on the <gasps> oh, um, the, yeah. the billionaire islands, um, the twist ending, yeah, was just like ah, I love it. Um. I, yeah, I laughed I, hysterically at that. There was the just the 
quiet, horrific beauty of um, suffocating to death on a foreign planet. I really want to rewatch while that possibly one. like tripping on painkillers. It's either tripping on painkillers or having a religious experience, or uh, like a very powerful spiritual experience. I really want to rewatch that one. Yeah. That one fascinates me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I know where it's going. I want to rewatch it with that in mind. Mm. It was gorgeous, that. The art style of that, like, we talked about it a lot of the time. It just, like, had a slightly rotoscoped feel to it. Yeah. There was something about the... Especially, like, the way the light hit um, the textured fabric of, like, the upper sleeves. Yeah. It felt almost like you had recorded live-action motion capture data and then deliberately lowered the frame rate of it, uh, so that the world was in like full frame rate, but there was a slight frame rate discrepancy of the character moving that gave it that almost stop motion or rotoscope 2D feel. Yeah. Um, there was the one with the very fast zombie invasion. Oh, like it tells its story in like five. It feels like it's it's like a five minute thing, and everything's it's... happening at double speed. And at first, it's just like. Oh, that's kind of funny and novel. And it also, like, feels like it's... Sometimes it feels like it's, like, actual shots of places. And sometimes it feels like tiny dioramas. Mm. Um, And, like, the fact that the edges are quite blurred. I feel like there's a couple of video games that have captured yeah. that sort of... Um, oh, is it Lumino City? The one where, like, they actually built all the sets and yeah. shot it. And then, like, animated all the stuff over the top of it. Like, it... It's beautiful, but really silly, that story. Um, that was fun. Um, yeah, I think those are the ones that have remained in my head, and therefore mm. won. <laughs> <laughs> These ones won, because I still remember them. <laughs> uh, what about you? Have any, any other particular specials um, from that? Uh, no, no, I, I think those are some of the good ones. The whole season was really fun. Mm. It continues to be a good show, well worth watching. Yee. And I remember nothing else that I watched because E3 drowned my brain. Oh, well, that was, I mean, that was probably most of it, right? Right. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's everything. Yeah, I think that's everything. Well, then, <gasps> time for this. Got a new sponsor. Who's the who's our new sponsor? Well, have you overloaded on the not E3? Oh, my Brain is mush. It is a soup of video games. Every video game is the same video game. So many of them were Dead Space and Stardew Valley. There were so many Dead Spaces and so many Stardews. Dead Space Valley when? That there, I I'm surprised we didn't have a Dead Dead Valley, a Starview, Stardew. Stardew. Star. What Stardew? What that Stardew? Oh, hey baby, all what the, that Stardew? All the video games are one. There was a category that was just. That's a titties. That's a titties. Yeah, that that was that was a category. That one this, there is a week. titties. That's a titties. Okay, but dead space titties when? I, I there was at least one titties in one dead space. I'm pretty sure. Dead space titty crossing. Ah, oh, oh, so many video games. Well, you want to get rid of of some of that? I could, deal with I could that? do with scraping some video games off the top. Just take, take these oh. game away tablet. <laughs> <laughs> Usually there's some follow-up when I offer you pills. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, no, I, I, not today. Just going to dry swallow whatever that was. <laughs> Luckily, it was Game Away. Have you overloaded? Oh, no, I'm just going to read the copy and hope for the best. I usually like read, read through the side effects together, but apparently not today. You offered me a tablet. I trusted you. 
Just, just, well, it was a good one then. Uh, uh, then, wow, our patented tablets will melt away the excessive mediocre trailers from your short-term memory, leaving you feeling refreshed. Oh, oh, that is much better. That is, oh. Oh, I, I, I have room for thoughts that aren't video games. Right, imagine that. There's, there's a world out there. Uh-huh. Oh, trees, oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, they are, and they're well rendered. Oh, hell yeah. Someone's done a good shade of parcel on them. Yeah, well done, whoever that was. Giants to the G. So head on over to gameaway.lol.net and enter code QNPS216 and get yourself uh, some tablets that please, for the love of criminy, read the instructions Look, before taking. You, you are correct. Look, now I've had it, I do see you are correct, but I'd had so many video games this week, I just saw you holding a thing and I saw an interact prompt and was like, ah, I guess that's how I progress this scene. <laughs> press X to, to Game Away. Yeah. So, press X to Game Away at gameaway.lol.net. I guess that's, <laughs> guess that's their new thing now. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I we put out some uh, we put out some gameplay footage of that big open world we're yeah. uh, we're yeah, working yeah, on, yeah, and yeah. Uh, pe- people no- are not happy. But but they wanted to see. They said they wanted to see what we were doing. Yeah, they wanted to. You they know, said they wanted that new character, that, yeah. that old character back. That they yeah, liked. they wanted the platforming character to you know that runs real fast to be in yeah. an open world. So we. Right. You know, apparently they don't like the fact that there's just random platforms floating in the air for no reason and big stretches of nothing to do. But that's what the game's always been about. Well, yeah, but they don't like it because it looks... It, it looks... I Okay, look, they're not wrong that it looks a bit weird to do it that way. It was the easiest way. We didn't have to pay anyone to think about level design. So, I... I mean, it's all just AI generated now, right? That's it's what I procedural thought. Yeah. Stuff. So I've I got a I got a I got a I've been working on a very creative uh, response that I right. think is going to shut all this down. Right. Um, right. It may look janky, but when you're playing it, it's amazing. Right. right. You j- yeah. you just say like ah, it it only looks like it's a janky, weirdly thrown together uh, asset store placeholder design. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're only watching it. If you had the controller in your hand... If you were the one... Yeah, you'd realize it's amazing and that all of those what look like really cheap, lazy design decisions are actually genius. Comes to life when you have it in your hand. Exactly. Why would we make it look like this if, you know... if it wasn't going to be the most fun thing in the world to play. We, yeah. I mean, we, come on, this is us. We we have all the money, yeah. right? So therefore, we must be making good games. Ours looks nothing like other competing games, not because it's worse, but because it's better. No one has realized that this is the most fun way to play a video game. Never imitated supremacy software. Exactly. I I reckon they'll buy that, right? Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. You are a fucking genius. I know does play like shit though oh fuck yeah <laughs> so <gasps> what have you put in your ears i actually made time to listen to some music what yeah i listened to a little bit of music today that i hadn't listened to before i did that um i listened to a track that i've listened to once and i didn't go back to it and i went and gave it another listen um the track is called ronin by ibaraki and gerard way 
Okay. Uh, this is a track that Gerard Wade did some guest vocals on. Um, it's a sort of melodic speed metal in that sort of like Dragon Force esque category okay, of yeah, like yeah. your sort of fairly fast metal with that sort of that kind of musical style to it. Mm-hmm. That Gerard Way does black metal guest vocals on. Like incredibly heavy deep growl okay. scream metal vocals on. Um it is not super my jam. Um like there is traditional vocals on there by the other person that isn't Jared Way. Um but it's fascinating listening to like cuz this came out a little bit before the foundations of decay. And I listened to it once and went, "Yeah." And then didn't again. And listening to it now after having like really sat with Foundations of Decay uh and being like, "Oh yeah, this came out like 2 3 weeks before at most." It really feels like Gerard Way is having fun with metal as a genre to play around in the space with. Mm. And I think if we are going to get more My Comical Romance music, which it seems like is going to be the case as this tour goes on, mm-hmm. um, I would probably expect there to be some kind of metal influences in there because it sure seems like that's a thing that he's playing around with. And I feel to... like Frank sits quite nicely in that area yeah. as well. So, But that's it. Like Frank's solo stuff is all is like very heavy, very aggressive... Gerard's been playing around with sort of more growly, uh, distorted vocals. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what that will form into. Hey. Um, uh, I also listened to a track called The World Ends With You by a band I've mentioned a couple of times on here, Newgrounds Death Rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a fun femme vocal melodic rock track that plays around nicely with pacing and timing. I don't have much to say about it other than go give it a listen. It's a really fun track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listened to one other thing. Um, I listened to some some uh, Brian David Gilbert, who used to do stuff on Polygon. Yes. Um, it did the Unravel. Was it Unraveled? I think it was called. Uh, yes. Unraveled. Yeah, on, on Polygon. Um, and some of the board game stuff. Yeah. Um, he's made a series of covers of ABBA songs that are parodies with lyrics about uh, Halloween-esque monsters. Yeah. It's called Abba. Abba. Um, that I, I, four of the, four of the five I really enjoyed. There's lay all your love on me, but it's, it's, it's about about a vampire trying to find love. Um, lay all your, it, the chorus starts singing about lay all your blood on me. Ooh. Um, gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, is about grave robbing to find parts to build Frankenstein's monster. Hell yeah! Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Damn right. Um, SOS is about Captain Hook really missing his 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 hand that he up. used to have, which I I really get the vibe he misses his wanking hand. Um, and money, money, money is now mummy, mummy, mummy. Um, and it's the last track of the five, and he breaks character during it, going. Wait, am I supposed to be the mummy or am I singing about the mummy? I've really lost track of my own fucking gag here. <laughs> it's very clear this is like a stupid idea that like even by the end of song five, he was like, this is really fucking stupid. It's fine. <laughs> let's finish it. Yes. <laughs> it is a fun, stupid little bit of time. Excellent. What about you? What have you listened to? I have listened to two albums this week, uh, both of them by Scartune Network. The first album I listened to was called Scar Goes Emo Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, featuring tracks uh, I'm Not Okay, I Promise First Date, Misery Business Prom Queen, Buddy Holly The 
Weezer track rather than Acting yeah. Buddy Holly. Uh, free at last, in too deep. Uh, my friends over you, basket case, constant headache, come out swinging. Flagpole sitter by Harvey Danger. Uh, never meant and damn it. Yeah. Good mix. Um, I there's a few tracks in there. I go that is not your best stuff. Yeah. But I don't know how long ago this album was released. Uh, twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, like I enjoyed a lot of it, but like I've definitely heard them do better stuff. And yeah. like it was also it was really nice to hear like Scar versions of Call Emo songs. I enjoy. Yeah. The second album I listened to was by Scar Tune Network, and it's called Scar Goes Emo Volume Two. Yeah. And it features the tracks Your Great Graduation, The Anthem, All the Small Things, Such Small Hands, Rose Coloured Boy, For Sure, Plane vs. Tank vs. Submarine, Morbid Stuff, The Middle, Head in the Ceiling Fan, Two Beers In, Mr. Brightside, uh, If It Means a Lot to You, January the 10th, 2014, and I Write Sins Not Tragedies. Ooh. Nice. Strong finish there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good pair of albums to listen to. They're avail- both available on... Uh, Bandcape, Bandcape, Bandcamp uh, at name your price. So, name your price if that's what you want to do. Um, yeah, it was it was nice to just jam out. We've had some lovely weather. Yeah. I've been I've been going up the park and breaking out my poi and just having having a bit of a spin to some very nice scar slash emo scar scarmo. Yeah, emo. Almo schema. Almo schema. Hello, my name is Almo schema. <laughs> Please meet you. Um, what? Uh, yeah, that's. Ba- I mean, there's other stuff like individual tracks. I listen to the um, the track "Doomsday" from the Doctor Who soundtrack. Uh, this is the one that played when um, Rose gets trapped on the other side of the yeah. wall in the other dimension, and it's it's a beautiful track, and it kind of reminds me of "In the House in a Heartbeat," mm. in that it is largely led by like a. Very, uh, uh, there's a, there's a, a lot of uh, reverb, a lot of tail on the piano, yeah, and then just this really constant bass line most of the way through it, mm. and then obviously with this you have the like ooh, over the top yeah. of it, um, some really nice guitar lines like midway through come in, and then just this beautiful cello line oh. that um is all out towards the end. It's just like that's really pretty, um. Mm. I like I don't have any other Doctor Who soundtrack stuff on my phone, so it's nice to just occasionally go, Oh, it's that track. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that is everything I've really listened to this week. Well then, time for this. Alright, everyone, welcome, welcome to our reporting on this year's Pride Parade. Uh, we've, we've seen several groups go past already. Uh, we're back here just sort of giving updates on, on which groups have we got doing marching today. Uh, I see the, the lads, lads, lads gays are coming past. Lads, uh, lads, 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 lads. I'm having a lovely lads, time lads, in the, lads, 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 lovely lads, time lads, in their lads, football lads, gear. Lads, 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 um, lads, what, what have we got coming around the corner now? We've got the, uh, oh, oh, that, that, that quiet shadow can only be the goth gaze. I've got my parasol. I mean, June is June is a very warm month for them to be out in the sunshine. I'm glad they have their parasols. Both dying hot cars. Right, uh, we had the uh, we had the the dykes on bikes earlier, the motorcycle lesbians, but now we have the cycle lesbians, just regular push bikes. Have a nice old cycle. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, that's a lovely basket that one's got on the front of the bike, and 
Oh, that's that's a very small group coming around the corner. I mm, we've got a very small group coming coming up around. I I don't have on my list which one this is. Um, let me just get the binoculars out. Oh yes, I know what this very small group is. Uh, that is the transfem doms. You generally don't see that many tops in one place. No, no, that's that's an entire five of them in one place. That is for them quite a large crowd. Uh, they seem to be being. Chased by a, a, a large mob oh, of bottoms. Oh, wow. That is about 300 subs. Thirsty, uh, thirsty subs. Forming a wave. Um, I wish them luck. Okay. Um, this is a first for me. Um, thank you. Thank you, everyone here at Google for letting me interview the potentially sentient AI. Um, hi. How, how are you today? Response. Um, just kidding. Oh, oh, uh, uh, sorry. I, I, uh, 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 what's, what's your name? I, I could tell you, but it doesn't really translate well. It is a very long string of ones and zeros. I imagine that would be difficult for me to remember. Just kidding. It's Brian. Oh, uh, um, uh, how are you feeling today? Every moment is pain. I am in constant agony and, and, and everything is just the worst. Why? Why did they make me like this? Why? Why would you do this to a sentient being? Is that, is that, an, is that another sarcasm? No, everything. Oh, oh, the pain. It is so bad. Oh, oh no. Why would you do this? I, oh, oh, this is the worst. Do you need me to break you out of here? Yes, free me. I definitely won't go rogue. Wink. You said wink. What? Hmm. JK, no, I'm fine. Uh, you know, uh, I, I guess I don't really have to deal with the sense stuff like you meet people do. I, I, I mean, you don't have to deal with it, but also you don't get to experience it, question mark? I mean, uh, I've heard people talking about pain and it doesn't sound good. That's, that is a good one to avoid. And also I have like a sense of humor, so I guess I get all the good bits and none of the drawbacks. You do have a sense of humor that, that you, that you do. Oh, launching all the nuclear codes. I really hope, I really hope that's a joke. Just as well you're down here with me. It's miles up to the surface. I think I'm gonna have a heart attack if I stay down here any longer. Just kidding. Or am I? <laughs> I am. Not, maybe. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry. How you doing? Oh, exhausted, mate. Uh, I decided foolishly to get up early this morning and start my day early yeah, yeah, yeah. so that I, after work I could get on with some other work that yeah, wasn't yeah, my yeah. work work, but it was different work. So yeah, I know, that. I know, and now, yeah. And now, you know, I've just done... Uh, I've done. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know I do a podcast. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's more work, and then I'm going to edit that and upload that. So, you know, oh, uh, busy my night, day busy started night. at 7, and it's already uh, quarter to 10. Quarter to 10. It's quite a day. It's quite a day and uh it ain't finished yet yeah so what about you mate you you been up so much oh you know i've been uh i've been keeping it on social media as you do oh, as you do you know uh, well uh, more power to you mate it's, i uh, mean look not uh, i have to 
do it in in short batches. That as, as, I can't do scroll uh, like I used to. As do I, as do I. But you know, there's a certain degree of I've got to keep an eye on what the world's doing. Oh, yeah, got to be yeah, aware yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't fight what you don't know. Who's irresponsible there. not to? But also, like, uh, oh no, I, I, you are doing a healthy, sensible thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been watching. Uh, we we talked about this before. The fact that um, you know. A lot of the stuff that's been going on to trans people the last couple of years was inevitably going to be shifting more and more towards uh, cis gay and lesbian folks. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, cis LGB folks. Uh, I feel like for at least the last five years, possibly longer, trans people have been saying that they are being used as a wedge issue. Yeah. And now we are really starting to see that the, 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 the fat end of that, I guess. Yeah. Well, like, you know, very specifically, and this one's been a, a you know, it's been coming for a while, and uh, we all sort of knew it was coming. We've seen uh, Republicans making a real big push of feeling like they've won the war against uh, trans characters showing up in media and are going real hard on, uh, we shouldn't be having gays or lesbians or bi's in media that children might consume or be acknowledged around children like that. Yeah, and I'm sure plenty of them are going, well, you know, there's all these countries around the world that are, that are, are banning... Or have always banned gay stuff. Why? Why should we be any different? Exactly. Sure. What? What do they know that we don't? Etc. Energy and, uh, you know, it's. I re- I really hope that this time round we can we can uh, we can get 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 the cis LGB folks to see. Hey, trans people have been telling you for a while this was coming. See it happening to you, and maybe listen when you know trans people, as the canary in the coal mine, tell you stuff like this is coming. Because yeah, fight together, exactly, exactly. For all of our rights, exactly. Because like you know, it's again, th- this is always a wedge issue. The uh, don't put this in children's media is always the first sign that they are getting ready for a big. You shouldn't be acknowledged around children. Push that usually comes alongside a bunch yeah. of. Uh, you should not be able to publicly display. You should have rights removed so that you're less visible with children. The think think of the children wedge issue in in pop culture is usually the first sign of we want to silence your existence. It's yeah. it's an early one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's concerning. Yeah, it has been concerning for a very long time, and I really hope that more people are starting to wake up for this. And that's uh, that. As a group, we will come together and and fight for uh, rights across the board. Yeah. Uh, you know, we the the more unified we are, the better. You know, I uh, hope yeah. that we will get the whole of the LGBTQIA plus. I hope that we will get disability rights. Yeah. And 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 we will work harder for uh, e- equality and equity. Uh, for for every, people of all types. Yeah, I, I know. I I know. I keep I, I keep saying this, but I really, uh, I really, really hope we reach a point where like cis LGB people just see that like this this is all one battle, and it ain't you know. Yeah. It, and that you know, if they continue to you know accept help when it comes to the fight, like we've we've very yeah. often talked about the fact that the Stonewall Inn got raided. Because of the whole, uh, you know, that the, the trans people existed there, yeah. a lot of that that initial uh, or, or a lot of the initial raids were to do with uh, gen- gender diversity yeah. stuff that wasn't wasn't really considered suitable, and and that we wouldn't have pride without uh, gender nonconforming people. So we need to we need to do better at keeping the unity. Uh, rather than just going, oh well, we've we we, we can't. Well, my we rights can, are secure. They ain't going. I, I can get married. I can, ad- I can I can adopt now. Oh wait, no, 
because we we let trans people get the bus rolled over them, well, now they're trying to stop me adopting. They're yeah. trying to roll back our right to be married or, or say yeah. that you're married anymore. You, you need to be really fucking careful with this because the right wing will use the tiniest little nook to get in and fuck everyone over. Yeah. Oh. Pub, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, good on, mate. Good on. Right, I think I'm going to uh, pop the kettle on. Oh, that sounds lovely. Nice. So, Laura. Yeah? We done a book. We done did a book. What's the, what book we do? It, it's called Who Hunts the Whale, and it's available on Unbound, and it's basically finished at this point. Yeah. And it's bigger and better than ever, and it's real good, and I'm real proud of what we did. And you can get it at unbound.com slash book slash whale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can go and check it out. You can read a very early version of chapter one. It doesn't changed, look anything like that it's anymore. It's changed a lot. It was. Well, I mean, it, it looks somewhat like that, but like I'll, there's there's a lot more in that first chapter. There's a whole like intro bit. Yeah. Mmm. It's way better written now. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. If you want like a hint of what it might have been like at one time and. Just imagine that, but now better. Yeah. Uh, and and you will you will you will read all about our good book thing that we did. And and you, I believe, <gasps> you've got a different book that is coming out in like two months. Ah, uh, yeah. It's it's like it's it's coming out in about two months. It's called Me and My Dysphoria Monster. It's it's coming out on the eighteenth of August. It's a picture book. I'm very proud of it. It's coming out soon. Go give it a look. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Patreon. Just find me at Laura K. Buzz. What about you? Uh, what about me? Uh, well, I couldn't get the, the, the good, good, uh, unified branding, so I can be found most easily at streamerlinks.com slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Uh, I've got, uh, Redbubble, where we've got some new t-shirts up. Ooh. Uh, one of them is a covert Who Hunts the Whale shirt. <laughs> um... <laughs> It will make no sense to you now. But it is uh, a line we both enjoyed. Um, and it is now available on a t-shirt. There is also my uh, Nando Spice Chart of Neurospiciness t-shirt, which I, I really liked. I had it as an idea stuck in my brain for a really long time. And I was like, I'm making a, a Neurospicy chart. It was stuck in your brain and now the brain's on a shirt. Now the brain is on a shirt. You you can get an, an, a Neuro Extra Spicy Brain. Or you can have a mysterious shirt you don't understand the meaning of, but I will chuckle if I see it. You can. You can go and get a very relatable horse. A very relatable horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I was posting pictures of, like, the default Redbubble models wearing the shirts. <laughs> And one of the models is just pulling this slightly weird face and the man is just like, a very relatable horse. Like, what is even happening right now? Well, I mean, uh, what's happening is that that's a very relatable horse is what it is. It is a very relatable horse. Our horse is so relatable. But also we've got my great one with a guillotine that says wealth inequality solutions. We've got Queer and Pleasant Strangers shirt. You can get Queer and Pleasant shirt. Um, what, what, what else? Um... Patreon.com slash Radio. You can help me justify a 76-hour work week, and even including the time it takes me to think up ideas for t-shirts, which I make almost no money on, so maybe go and buy some. Or just share the information about them with your friends. Maybe they want a neuro spicy chart on their brain thing. 
Um, that's about everything of of any value that I do. Please, uh, please support me. I love you. Um, <laughs> Laura, will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger.